join me in prayer. O great spirit, whose breath gives life to the world, whose voice is heard in the soft breeze, we need your strength and wisdom. Cause us to walk in beauty. Give us eyes ever to behold the red and purple sunset. Make us wise so that we may understand what you have taught us. Help us learn the lessons you have hidden in every leaf and rock. Make us ready to come to you with clean hands and steady eyes. So when life fades like the fading sunset, our spirits may come to you without shame. Amen. So happy Pentecost, everyone. Last week, Julie issued a challenge, and I told you that I have my fingertips on the pulse of fashion. And so for you this morning, I am rocking my Pentecost shoes. Next week is Father's Day, so we'll see what happens there. And I'm sure at the beginning of the sermon, you were all expecting some witty or funny story to introduce whatever it is I'm going to say to you this morning. Perhaps something about a TV show where people are naked and for some reason afraid of that. But the problem with Pentecost is that there is nothing that we have, nothing we have experienced that we can compare it to. This is the day on the church calendar when we recall the Holy Spirit coming like a rush of violent wind, filling those present with the ability to speak in different languages. Languages from all over the known world at that time, and still everyone was able to understand one another. It was so chaotic that onlookers thought that this group of people was Filled with new wine. That's the Bible's way of saying they were drunk. And so really this morning in the way if we wanted to celebrate Pentecost correctly, we would have thrown a kegger. So Jeff, where are you? Break out the good stuff. After the Holy Spirit came like a rush of violent wind, Peter rose to speak. And after he had given his Pentecost sermon, those who had been watching... From the edges came forward to be baptized into faith. So every year we recall how this moment in the history of the church, and often we celebrate it as the birthday of the church, as though the Holy Spirit's movement began at Pentecost 2,000 years ago. But the Pentecost we read about in the book of Acts is not the first Pentecost. The first Pentecost occurred as the Spirit moved, giving Moses the law when Moses came down from Mount Sinai 50 days, Penta, after the first Passover. But even before Moses came down from the mountain, the Holy Spirit had been at work. Way back in Genesis, the Spirit of God moved across the dark waters and brought forth light. As humanity was formed, the Spirit of God was breathed into our nostrils. Life-giving breath. Life was given by God to that which God had formed out of dust. But the Holy Spirit didn't take a sabbatical between that first Pentecost and the Pentecost in Acts. 
The Holy Spirit was at work breathing new life into the dry bones of Israel through the visions of the prophets, through their kings and leaders. And Christ's own birth didn't silence the Holy Spirit. St. Luke tells us that the Holy Spirit would visit Mary, the mother of Christ, and in the action of the Holy Spirit, the power of God would overshadow Mary. The Holy Spirit empowered the disciples as Jesus himself, just as God had breathed divine breath into creation back at the beginning when Christ breathed the Holy Spirit onto the disciples days after his resurrection. So today we celebrate the movement of the Holy Spirit. We celebrate the prodding, the teaching, the learning, the dragging, the empowering that God has done and that God will continue to do through God's own spirit. On this celebration morning, we are confirming 14 eighth graders upstairs who are now taking responsibility for the vows that were made for them when they were baptized as small children. And we just celebrated the baptism of Milana. We follow the precedent set by the Acts Church, witnessing to the movement of God through the Holy Spirit. And like those at the first Pentecost in the book of Acts, we respond also with faith. Ever since the ascension of Christ, the Holy Spirit has been sent 2,000 years ago and today to make Christ present Presence known to us, revealing Christ's teaching and empowering Christ's church. The Holy Spirit was on the move, and the Holy Spirit, I earnestly believe, continues to move today, just as it did across the dark waters, through the prophets, and with the apostles. The Holy Spirit is leading, prodding, revealing, and dragging some of us to work to make all things new by dwelling inside of us. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit reminds us of not only Christ's promise to not abandon us, but also that God will empower the faithful. You, me, your great Aunt Betty who prays without ending. God has also promised to empower the church. Community churches like Mount Olivet, but also the church universal, the church around the world. So now in my sermon, this is where I pivot to the confirmands because I know they're going to go back and listen to this in the podcast version this afternoon. And Milana, Milana, today promises were made. Today evil and wickedness was renounced. Today Christ will be confessed as Lord above everything in creation. And as the confirmands receive the sign of the cross in their foreheads and the baptismal waters continue to dry on your head, Milana, we as a community, we pray that the Holy Spirit would take up residence inside you, inside our confirmands, moving, prodding, and leading you to be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. But this is a dangerous request for all of us to make. Remember what happened back in Acts to the early church? Onlookers thought they were drunk. Today, the Holy Spirit, just as, you know, as often as we like to think that we know where the Holy Spirit's going to move or we can telegraph its movement, the Holy Spirit's unpredictable. So, Milana, we just prayed that this unpredictable spirit will overcome and lead you. We pray that as you come to know the love of God in Christ, that you will welcome the Spirit's movement. 
And know that this spirit is not oppressive. The spirit of God does not force itself upon us, but rather the Holy Spirit, just like Christ, is life-giving to everything and everyone it touches. The late Phyllis Tickle wrote that today, us, we are living in the age of the Spirit, not the age of Aquarius. The Holy Spirit is moving within us, within the church, within those outside the church. And this is a moment of holy revitalization so that Christ's lordship can be known throughout all of creation. Confirmands and Milana are joining us, the body of Christ, in proclaiming to the world that Jesus Christ is Lord and everything else is everything else. Milana, you are becoming part of a body that seeks to end suffering and oppression around the world. But not by our own hands, but rather by the movement of the very spirit we are praying will overcome you. And by the work of Christ that will be revealed through you. This means that the Holy Spirit will not act like an uh, anesthesiologist, numbing you or us to the suffering of the world. But to the contrary, the Spirit of God may just place the suffering of the world front and center of your life. In front and center in your life. Front and center in all of our lives. Milana, just like the confirmands Upstairs, the water that was just placed on your head as an outward and visible sign of an inward and invisible grace that seals you as a beloved child of God. And in that same moment, you are now marked. Our faithfulness to the leading of the Spirit results in our adoption as heirs to the kingdom of God. We are right alongside Jesus Christ himself as heirs to what God has created. And Milana, I have some news for you. The Holy Spirit, I pray, is coming for you. It may not seem like it right now, but you and all of us, we have been set free from the bondage of slavery to sin and death. And through this sealing and through your marking, you are now part of a community of freedom. And as you emerge out of these waters, dying to yourself, you will receive new life. Being adopted into the new creation established by Christ's ministry, death, and resurrection. So the good news, Milana, and everyone else who's dozed off at this point in the sermon, is that we're not in this alone. We are a community of believers We're a family full of people with great faith. We are a family of people with doubts. And we are a family of skeptics. But Milana, we're committed. Just as your parents are to doing this with you. And with one another as part of Christ's universal church. And as the Holy Spirit works within you. And as the Holy Spirit works within all of us. Sustaining us in times of suffering, sealing our adoption, and empowering us in the life-changing ministry Christ has called us to do and will call you to do. Thanks be to God. Amen.